Welcome everyone to Cloud and Clear. I'm super excited to take over as host this week uh, and invite some inspiring and amazing women in tech from SADA to join me today. In honor of uh, Women's History Month, we wanted to take a few minutes to highlight some of the women that work at SADA, their inspiring journeys, uh, you know, to bring them to this point and be able to really share some of their insights and advice with the next generation of, of women coming into this space and being able to really talk about some of the challenges that they've faced, uh, their, their take on cloud trends and what's the next, you know, innovative projects they're working on and be able to share with you uh, that, you know, women in tech are not only just inspiring to women, but really have taken on amazing roles to lead customer, you know, developing customer success and be able to bring culture, you know, a whole new meaning at our company at SADA. So I want to please um, join me in inviting Kelly Wright, who is the head of engineering for Google Workspace. Christina uh, Turley, who is engineering pod lead, and Heather Tran, who is our West technical account manager. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for joining me. You can say hello. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I wanted to take a few minutes and just go around and have you introduce yourself. Uh, give us a little bit of background uh, if you can. So Kelly, we'll start off with you. All right. Well, uh, my name's Kelly Wright. As Noreen mentioned, I head up our engineering team for our Google Workspace practice. I've been here at SADA for just shy of eight years, so have uh, gone from our support team to our deployment team, have run uh, circles with sales as well, and um, now run the team of engineers uh, working all of our workspace deployments. Thank you, Kelly. You have uh, an amazing team. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi there. Yep. So I'm Christina Turley, and I am on Kelly's team. So I'm an engineering pod lead. Um, and what I do is lead and support our enterprise clients in their deployment to um, Google Workspace. Uh, so I've been at SADA 11 years now, uh, and I've, I've kind of been on the same team the whole time, but I think I have done every single role uh, since I've been at SADA, from end user training to PMing to uh, sales engineer, but I definitely found my sweet spot as an engineer deploying workspace. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You have been at SADA for a very long time. We're going to come back to that. Uh, Heather Tran. Hi, uh, Heather, and I am the West Regional Lead for uh, Technical Account Manager. I lead a phenomenal uh, team of GCP engineers who help uh, our top tier GCP customers uh, get comfortable with Google Cloud and answer any and all questions uh, on Google Cloud. And I've Thank been you. with SADA for about three years now, and I created the TAM program here, uh, and I'm excited to see where it goes um, as we continue to grow and, and expand 3X uh, by the end of the year. 
Yes, we have big growth plans for the TAM uh, team. So that's exciting. Thank you. Um, and I just wanted to kind of um, start first and foremost of how you how, how did you prepare for this technical role? You know, uh, if you could just go back uh, a few years, whether it was just before SADA or, uh, you know, after college or during your college years, um, how did you kind of have that passion ignited uh, of going into the tech world and what steps did you take to prepare yourself, whether, you know, it's through a certain education program or certification. So if you could touch on that, um, Heather, let's start with you. Yeah, thank you. I actually uh, did a career change and I was in academic advising, uh, advising low-income first-generation students to pursue careers in STEM, uh, technology, math, oh, nice. uh, engineering, and and of course science. And I took the plunge myself about five years ago, and I'm very happy and excited because there's so much to learn. And in terms of pre preparation, uh, I prepared immensely for the Google Cloud certifications. That gave me a really good base and foundation to understand all of the products and services that were available on GCP. Did it come naturally for you kind of to jump into the tech industry and get the lingo and understand the the nuances of the tech world or did that take time that definitely took time uh, i think it definitely helped for me to embrace uh, change and uh, the ability to uh, just kind of run and, and go with the flow and and um, learn new technology that way but it, it, it certainly took me uh, quite some time to, to be certified uh, you know mm -hmm. and, and learn all of the terms um, on google cloud great thank you for sharing kelly what what, what kind of ignited your passion in, in tech and what uh preparation have you taken to get to your role yeah so um I was actually a math major in college and very much avoided my CS classes <laughs> like the plague because honestly, I didn't think I'd like them. And then I took a couple courses towards the end of my college years and absolutely loved it. Re very much regretted not taking them sooner. Um, so once I got out of college, um, kind of just jumped into the, the world of networking, which was what was around locally. Um, I had a group of professors as well who very were very um, invested in making sure students um, made it into the IT networking uh, world in Nashville. So I was actually in Nashville at the time. And um, just kind of put my resume out there. I started prepping out for, um, at the time, the um, CCNA, which is the Cisco first exam, if you want to compare it to the Google Cloud Architect exam. Um, and, you know, from there, really 
everything just turned into a puzzle. So I think that was the biggest thing I really liked about math was all of the puzzles that I got through there. Um, and moving into technology was just a different puzzle to try and solve. So not necessarily a lot of coding up front, but um, especially in the networking world, which I was in at the time, it was, all right, what is the best best network to put together for this scenario over here? Um, so then as I moved into the Google Cloud space as well, um, it just turned into a different puzzle for me to solve. Great. Thank you for touching on the fact that your your instructors and and teachers made made a difference. I feel like that is so important mm-hmm. at an early age to get the support, right? When when young yeah. girls are going into STEM programs and you know engineering uh, majors to have that kind of support happen early on. Yeah, it definitely made a huge difference, especially the comfortability level. Uh, My first networking conference, so I was going out there to try and find a job. And one of my professors went with me, found the conference, went with me, walked around with me so that I could get a feel for things. So um, it definitely, definitely helped a lot. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Chris. So I'm going to take us back to college as well. Uh, So in college, I had started off as an international business major. Um, I pretty quickly realized that this was not the vertical for me, right? Like I just wasn't going to be happy in the long term. Uh, I think I was worried that I was going to get bored, for lack of a better word. Uh, So I added on computer science as a second major. Um, So I graduated a double major. Um, But it really was the best decision I ever made, Um, you know, right out of the gate. I had a job before I even graduated college, so it really solidified that I made the right decision uh, in adding on that computer science major. Um, Every job that I've had along the way since, you know, it's just been such a wonderful experience with incredible mentors Um, learning so, so much along the way. Uh, Interestingly enough, all of my jobs had been focused around some sort of email platform. Um, So along with that, you know, we're we're talking about our passion and what kind of keeps us going. And I really love helping clients transform in small, meaningful ways. Um, And we see it weekly, you know, with, with what we do. We get to see uh, clients transform right before our eyes, uh, whether it's something so small as uh, IT admins no longer have to manage mailbox quotas, you know, with Google. There's, there's none of that. That's a huge part of their day, freed up, uh, or whether it's, delegating the legal team access into Google Vault so they can perform their own searches and exports on the data that they need, you know, uh, alleviating that burden on the IT team. Um, So that's really what I love to see and and keeps the passion going is seeing these these client IT teams um, transform and 
learn the Google way. It never gets old. Yeah, you're all in customer-facing roles, uh, so I'm a little jealous because uh, I don't get to uh, work with customers, uh, you know, all the time. Um, uh, I'm always thrilled when I get to tell a customer story of transformation, uh, and and that's possible because of all the work that you all do with them on a daily basis. So I'm actually going to, you know, go to Heather here because you're a technical account manager. So you manage a, you know, kind of a portfolio of, of customers that you work with. Tell me a little bit about, you know, um, what their challenges are and how do you in your role help them through that? Yeah, the, the biggest challenge I find a lot of our clients have is just never having enough resources, right? And um, as technical account managers, we come in and we have the background on GCP and uh, our customers range anywhere from new field to they've been on GCP for, for years now. Um, and whether it's Greenfield to uh, someone who's uh, a, a company that has been on TCP for quite some time, there will still be questions that arise uh, because of that resource constraint, right? Um, they don't have enough members uh, to dedicate to security uh, analysis. So as technical account managers, we, uh, we take the responsibility to uh, research and and understand the customer's use case and present them best practice uh, on gcp and uh, that also means running tests and running demos and presenting those mm -hmm. proof of concepts for our customers too um, so that's that's been the biggest challenge i've seen yeah. thank you thank you for for sharing that i did want to kind of just touch on the fact that you've all been in this male dominant, you know, industry uh, for some time now. And I'm sure you have multiple stories to share uh, on how you've navigated that path forward and being able to find your voice and, you know, get to the next stage in your career. So I'd love for um, all of you to to share your experience and you know how you were able to get past it. So Kelly, we'll start with you. Uh, do you mind sharing the story with us? Sure. Uh, there are always plenty. Um, I do want to put a little bit, I guess, a, a positive spin, and this kind of goes into uh, company culture as well. Is that I guess as you know we all have made our way through our different roles. I know for myself, there were many times where I'd be at a customer kickoff and I'd be up there running through um, different presentations, different best practices, and the customer would look at a male colleague, whether it be someone technical or not, to be like, your thoughts here? Mm -hmm. And... Uh, it, it says a lot about your colleagues as well to be able for them to be able to say, well, this person is the technical expert. So she's definitely the person to mm -hmm. go to. Um, and so, you know, I think we've all experienced those moments. I know I've ex experienced that with, you know, watching my team do the same 
same thing where they're up there doing the presentations and the men will look at the other men and we're like, no, she's, she's the technical expert, (laughs) you know, that, that this is who you need to go to for these types of questions. Um, so I think that's the biggest route is always just reinforcing and, uh, raising up the positive as well with your allies and your colleagues to say like, yeah, like, let me be the point of contact here because mm-hmm. not only is it reinforcing the fact that you have that subject matter expertise, but also mm-hmm. it's raising your voice as well. Right, right. Heather, do you have any stories to share? Yeah, uh, I, I do. I'm on that same note with Kelly. I, I do want to preface that Um the men in this industry, at least I've been very fortunate to be surrounded by great mentors and great supervisors and great colleagues uh, that have supported me uh, throughout the process. Um, and, and the few times that I do realize that I'm a woman in this field and not only a woman, but the only woman in the room, um, it is there is that shock value. And, and I can share one story where um, prior to joining SADA in, in my last job, um, I was at a lunch um, gathering and as I'm eating, the conversation, you know, went about and uh, a male colleague looked at me and said, Heather, as a woman, how do we how do we try to get more women to transition into this field? And it kind of shocked me a little bit because one, I had to consider the fact that this colleague, I think fully had great intention in terms of like, okay, how do we get more women into this industry, right? But then also I felt I was in a spotlight because now I have to speak on behalf of all women, which I cannot, right? I can only speak for myself. and and there was a moment of silence and uh, I just uh, really calmly said, well, whether you're a man or a woman, I think transitioning into this field will be difficult for everyone. And I can only speak for my own experience and, and provide guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was my, my response. And I left it at that. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And so, you know, speaking of that burden, do you do you feel like in your roles you have uh, a role and an, a, a responsibility, if you will, um, to kind of work harder to, you know, open pathways for other women or younger, you know, uh, girls looking into the looking into getting into tech and be able to mentor them. Do you feel that kind of responsibility? Um, Chris, we'll start with you. Uh, A little bit and probably more so whenever you transition to a new job or a new position, you know, you kind of have to establish yourself, um, make it known that the strong work ethic is there. Um, but I feel like once you've established yourself, you know, and you have the the trust of the team, that responsibility for me kind of goes away, right? Like you're a little bit of a family now, you're, you're part of the team. Um, but 
you def absolutely when starting a new job or, or a new position, it's more top of mind. Christina, thank you for sharing that. You've been with Sada 11 years now, which is quite a long time, as you mentioned. So you've had multiple roles and responsibilities. You've seen a tremendous growth at Sada and, you know, corporate culture changes. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you have seen Sada develop and what's kept you here, um, you know, for such a long time. And what are you excited to see happen at Sada next? So I came from a Fortune 500 company to SADA. Uh, without question, it was a huge change. And I think, quite honestly, I was looking for a change. I wanted a change. Um, SADA really gave me the quick pace and the challenges that I was seeking out. Uh, and then we're a Google partner, right? So Google is literally rolling out new features weekly. Um, so apparently I welcome change and I, I look forward to change. So <laughs> SADA being, you know, so nimble um, and then Google's innovation, you know, I think it really nurtures me, uh, keeps me really excited uh, about the job. Um, and then once I really became ingrained in SADA's culture, it's, it's very clear pretty quickly that it's a family, right? And we see that um, with everything that SADA does, we're part of a big family here. Um, so that has really solidified SADA and SADA's culture for me. And it's a perfect fit for the long term. Um, so I'm really comfortable here. Um, we, uh, the engineering team, it truly is like our own little family here. Uh, and Kelly has played an amazing role here, getting us to all be like a family. Um, there's very, very little turnover in our engineering team. So that, that speaks volumes. You know, we've really, um, built up our team, the engineering team, to be something great. Uh, and as far as where we're going, I mean, the sky's <laughs> the limit here. You know, every time we hear <laughs> Tony talk, it's just great new things. And sometimes they're unimaginable things, but they uh, they come to fruition. And, you know, um, I... I have trust and always have had trust in SADA and our executive team that they're they're leading us in the right direction. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So, so Kelly, you're the leader of this amazing team. Um, tell us a little bit about how the, you know, culture at SADA and, you know, leadership has helped you develop your team and, you know, uh, kind of cultivate this uh, mini family uh, scenario that you have where everyone is so engaged and so supportive of each other? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Christina said it really well in terms of, you know, at SADA, we all have our own challenges that we get to go grapple for ourselves. And 
Um, the sky really is the limit on what you want to achieve. And so, you know, when I first started at SADA, um, I had a lot of people mentoring me. I know, uh, Simon with, uh, before Heather was here, Simon was mentoring me on workspace items and, um, then Google apps and Christina also stepped in and helped with various things. And, um, we definitely have still have a mentality of like building your own destiny really. Um, and that's what I truly enjoyed, uh, when I started on our deployment team. And so, um, were there struggles, uh, Christina can tell me, and I will tell you myself that like, it took probably a year to really pull myself out of the deployment mindset of just like going in and trying to fix the problems and let's go and let's do all of this stuff and really stepping out to, let people figure out new solutions because as everything is changing, you know, as much as I want to be the expert in everything, I'm no longer that person. Um, and so really building trust with my team and uh, trusting them to be able to find the answers and trust that like, you know, that's, that sounds good. That's, <laughs> that has changed since the last time I did a deployment and let's logically go through mm -hmm. to make sure everything makes sense. And uh, let's go from there. Um, and really, you know, SADA as a whole has a mentality of work hard, play hard. So I, I do try and enforce that across the team as well. Um, making sure, you know, we work weekends. Uh, many people do not like to change their mail uh direction uh during the middle right. of the week so we are doing migrations throughout weekends and so uh trying to balance that with the ability to take time for ourselves mm -hmm. or you know whether that's pto days or even just time to do a goal uh, even a personal goal um so i'd say that's really kind of where a lot of that feeds out of and sada has done a really great job of enabling their leaders to be able to build their teams in that fashion. That's great. That's great. I agree. Uh, you know, I, I feel like the culture at SADA is what has kept me here for over eight years. <laughs> and uh, I feel like every year it just gets better and better. Uh, and, and just kind of going back to what Chris mentioned, you know, that, that innovation and that change from Google cloud um, is just always keeping us on our toes and always, you know, uh, kind of igniting uh, us to want to learn more. Um, and especially from from my side, from the marketing side and my team, we're always looking for the next, you know, product launch, the next feature update. And so, you know, about a year and a half ago, we, we divested our previous, you know, Microsoft practice and went all in on Google Cloud. And, um, you know, really, really believing uh, that is the way forward for us. And so uh, kind of, you know, tell me uh, how you felt when that news came out and how do you feel that, you know, Google Cloud, um, 
in, in its innovation and uh, roadmaps is, is in a competitive spot. Yeah. So uh, being on the professional services side, it definitely was exciting and sad at the same time. I, I did have a lot of friends that left our office uh, those days. But uh, from a professional services side, we've always uh, been aiming towards a unification of processes, um, being able to streamline how we're doing things together. And whether good or bad, you know, our processes across the different teams were different. There is a different mentality across how to deploy Microsoft as a whole, whether that was at SADA or others, versus how to deploy uh, Google Workspace. Um, So being able to really hone in on how we deployed Workspace um, and not necessarily always having to adjust for something that might not have been, might not have worked as well for Workspace as it did for Microsoft. Um, So from a professional services standpoint, it was a really exciting time for us to be able to stay unified in our processes. in, ter- in terms of um, where SADA was going with it, it was also very exciting because we no longer had that awkward firewall, I, I suppose, of having to play both sides and not that we go down a path of being like, well, Office 365 doesn't give you X, Y, and Z, and it's terrible at this. Um, it's just not the mentality that we have, but... Um, really being able to hone in on saying, well, we've had that practice before and we've seen how X, Y, and Z works. And now we can, you know, we can tell you with full, full confidence that, you know, we're hundred percent all in on Google workspace and believe that Google workspace is the better uh, product in comparison. I can let Heather talk to the Google cloud side uh, of that though. Heather, I know they had a huge growth in Q4 and and, um, 2020, even during a pandemic, right? It just skyrocketed the interest level. And certainly we've seen our customers grow with Google Cloud. So kind of tell tell me what uh, your perspective is on that. Yeah, I have a background in, um, you know, working within the Alibaba's cloud platform and AWS. And when um, I got to do really hands-on work with, with GCP and get to know the, the platform very well uh, as I was working at Google, uh, I can see why it, it, it there were uh, previously not a, a emphasis in marketing within Google because there is this attitude within Google. It's like, our product is the best and it will sell itself. But of course, you know, marketing will definitely help and, and assist with uh, um, trying to get uh, onto the same playing field as AWS, right? There's just that Google uh, fiber backbone. And there is a reason why if you're, uh, if a company is specializing in machine learning and or uh, anything AI, they will, uh, they, they will have a preference for Google Cloud, right? And um, we see it across the industry. Chris, kind of tell, tell me a little bit about your perspective on um, Google Cloud and the landscape um, and how you're helping kind of customers understand 
uh, the differentiations? Um, so one thing that I am seeing increasingly with our enterprise clients is um, they're really pushing to see parity between their traditional um, legacy environments with Google in terms of compliance. Um, so, you know, examples might be um, client managed certificates or end to end encryption um, maturity with the, the cybersecurity model. So Google does a fantastic job of actually listening to their clients uh, and their clients are consistently demanding this uh, and they do take strides uh, in trying to meet these demands. I think this year we're going to see quite a bit of movement there um, to help get some of those stragglers that are using um, some of these compliance uh, policies as uh, a road blocker of moving to Google. I think some of those blockers are going to be removed um, this year. And uh, potentially we'll, we'll see more enterprise clients making the transition over. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Google Workspace just announced some amazing feature updates, right? Uh, and, and the roadmap, Always. it's just uh, amazing what they're, what they're continuously trying to bring to the customer and address, uh, address their challenges, especially in this work from home hybrid you know, environment that uh, many organizations are are facing. Um, so with Women's History Month, you know, I wanted just to go back and, and ask you all to share your advice on, you know, how how younger girls and, and young young women can kind of enter the tech space in, in various roles and be able to navigate and be successful. Um, so we'll start off with you, Heather. Yeah, I think networking is number one. Uh, if you can find a mentor, whether it's, uh, if it's woman, I think it would be tremendous and, and something that, you know, uh, both can relate to uh, in terms of how share experiences, but um, there are plenty of supportive men in this field. And if you can find a Simon Margolis, <laughs> you know, yeah. hang on to that mentor and um, be able to ask as many questions, uh, deploy and test and, and demo on your own and work hard and, and um, you'll get there and succeed. Great. Chris, what's your advice? Uh, I guess my advice would be, you know, don't limit yourself by traditional thinking or by guardrails that have been put up by society. You know, find what excites you, make it happen. You're in control. Um, life is short. You got to do what makes you happy. Absolutely. Um, but I would also add in uh, as they're seeking out job opportunities um, to also pay attention to the culture of the organization, you know, do your homework ahead of time, uh, find out from other employees what the culture is really like, uh, because all of us are kind of saying that SADA's culture is what 
is keeping us here at SADA primarily. Uh, and SADA does a tremendous job of seeking out um, talented females like ourselves uh, and retaining them. But they also do a really good job of blurring the lines. You know, we don't really see gender so much. Um, so I think it's important to keep that uh, in mind when seeking out job opportunities is the culture of the organization. Agreed. Agreed. So important. Kelly. It, it is difficult to go last after both of those. Those are both really great answers. Um, my addition to that would be to make sure to find your voice and, um, hold it close. Uh, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do anything. Um, I think a lot of us as women, we do a lot and we don't say anything about it. Um, it's something that we expect of ourselves and we assume others know that we are doing it. So making sure that as you are doing things or as you are going out and applying for jobs, don't be shy about what accomplishments you've had. Um, those are the times and, you know, th those are especially the times to talk about your accomplishments. But, um, you know, even as you go into a job, as you are trying to find your way through and find your place at your new job is making sure people understand like what you are doing, what you have accomplished, what you are continuing to do at your job. So that would be my. Yes, advice. I, I totally agree. That's something, um, you know, all women need to, we need to get better at. Uh, I, I lead the, I am remarkable, uh, sessions. And that's one of the key components is really, you know, uh, sharing your accomplishments and doing so confidently. And one of the the statements that they uh, mentioned in there is, is it's not bragging if it's true, right? Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, I always want to encourage, uh, you know, bragging uh, where possible to really Make sure everyone understands what you bring to to the table. All wonderful advice. Thank you, ladies, uh, for joining me today and for you know sharing your your wisdom and insights um, and and really inspiring others to get into the community uh, and being able to um, advocate for each other. Right. So important for us to advocate for each other and then have uh, mentors and men as allies uh, to, to support the initiatives. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, this wraps up another uh, episode of Cloud and Clear. Thank you for joining. And thank you for being our wonderful thank CMO, too, Maureen. <laughs> You're a great example. You're too kind. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.